morning and welcome to the Monday Morning Marketing Podcast. I'm Esther. And I'm Melanie. And today we're joined by Charlotte Foster, podcast producer from Charlotte Foster Podcasts, an agency that helps companies make branded podcasts. And we're talking about podcasting. (laughs) Welcome, Charlotte. Thank you for having me. It's a relief we're talking about podcasting, isn't it? We couldn't really talk about anything else after that intro. (laughs) So, Charlotte, we met a few months ago and uh, just totally hit it off. So we had to have you on the podcast. What got you into podcasting? Everyone laughs at this story, including myself. So my background's worked worked in radio. I have done, I always say I've done pretty much every job working in radio from making the tea for the presenters who like to call themselves the talent. I've said that with enough sarcasm. Mm. I hope mm. that everyone understood how I, how I think about it to actually be in the talent one day as well. So Yay. I used to be one of those annoying breakfast presenters who would sound really awake and alive at seven o'clock in the morning. And the reason I sounded awake and alive at seven o'clock in the morning is because I'd been up since 4am. So it's not glamorous working in radio. So I stopped, I kind of was freelancing in radio. So basically I was the substitute teacher. That's the way I always say it. <laughs> When a radio station needed someone to go in and read the news, that's I would rock up and do it. And I kind of felt a little lost doing that because I wasn't working where I was living, whereas I had been working at the local radio station and I'd left there. And I sort of felt like a a little bit of a disconnect, really, with, with what was going on around me. But I was reading the news in Liverpool, Manchester, Derby, but not in Staffordshire where I was living. So... we, The city that I lived in, Stoke-on-Trent, was going for the City of Culture bid for 2021. It didn't get it, but I think after 2021, it was quite a relief that we didn't get it because, you know, it had been ruined yeah. by the pandemic, let's be honest. Yeah. But at the time, the um, the city was going for it and it just felt positive because for those who don't know Stoke-on-Trent, it's a post-industrialised city that is a little bit down on its luck, I think is the best way to say it. Lots built on the pottery industry. The pottery industry has moved abroad. So there's lots of there's lots of kind of negatives about the city but actually there's loads of really good stuff about the city as well you know the people are brilliant there's lots of hope there's lots of you know let's push things forward but nationally people laugh about Stoke-on-Trent and joke about Stoke-on-Trent it's a bit of like a butt of butt of the jokes sort of thing and there was um stick with me on this there was a (laughs) by-election in the city for an MP to you know a new MP because the sitting one had quit his job and as they do as they well he got a better offer at the victoria and albert museum <laughs> so he decided actually what shall i do go work at the vna or be an mp in a city that doesn't really like me at the moment anyway so <laughs> ukip was standing in the city and stoke-on-trent had a really strong brexit vote and everybody thought ukip was going to do quite well in the city so it had a lot of national media attention and the national media attention went something along the lines of i'm paraphrasing slightly here but it went something along the lines of oh look we've come up from london where everything's brilliant and uh, if you look at stoke-on-trent oh everybody's poor they all voted for brexit so they must be must be thick as well and look everything's boarded up oh well i'm going to go back to london where the streets are paved with gold like I say, paraphrase slightly, but that was it. And I was, I got really angry that that wasn't the Stoke-on-Trent I knew. And I'm not sitting here with rose-tinted glasses on going, everything's lovely in Stoke. It really, you know, there's there's stuff that needs changing. But that isn't the narr- that isn't the city I know. So I was like, what can I do about this? I'm really angry that, that, that people are saying so many bad things. 
And I knew that if I, had, if I was still working at the BBC radio station that I was working at previously in Stoke, that I'd be on the radio banging my hand on the table going, come on, what are we going to do about this? How can we show the world that Stoke-on-Trent isn't this place that they seem to think it is? And I just went, why don't I do a podcast about it? It just took me ages to kind of like, ping, do a podcast about it. I do my own radio kind of thing, even though podcasts and radio are very different, which I learned quite quickly when I spent about six months preparing this podcast about Stoke-on-Trent because I planned it in the same way you would plan a Radio 4 award-winning documentary. It was like minutely detailed to everything. And then I heard that the city had been shortlisted for the City of Culture Awards. And I went, I need to get this podcast out pretty quickly to go off the back of it. So I did a podcast about culture in Stoke-on-Trent. And that's where everyone laughs when they say, ha ha, culture in Stoke-on-Trent. Ha ha. But what I was doing was I was talking to people at a real kind of community level and hearing their stories. So people who run Knit and Natter groups, people who organise street parties on their streets for or estates, those kind of, that sort of level, almost too too local for local radio, too hyper-local. But what it did was amazing. I was amazed at the response. I had listeners in pretty much every continent across the world listening to this 15-minute podcast talking to people in Stoke-on-Trent about what was going on in the city. And it all had to be kind of positive stuff. Um, every continent in the world, in, across the country, across the world, I think Antarctica was missing, which is a shame. <laughs> but, you know, and then the response from people was, oh, Charlotte, have you, you do a podcast. I'd like to be on the podcast because I've got this to talk about. And we built up this huge momentum really quickly. And... That's what I became known for. I wasn't known for waking people up every morning, Monday to Friday on the on the on the radio show. I was known for doing this podcast. And people would come to me and go, Oh, I've got a press release about this this event we're doing. Charlotte, would you like to come along? Charlotte, would you mind hosting this event for us? Because you're culture, aren't you? You do culture. Would you host this event for us? And then it became, I was on the um the city council did like a cultural forum. They asked, you know, would I like to be on the cultural forum for there? I'm a non-executive director of an arts organization, which is the CIC, because of me starting this out of this cultural podcast about Stoke-on-Trent. And if anyone knew me at school and I'd said to them, I'm involved in an arts organization, I'm involved in culture, my teachers, my art teacher would have absolutely just died with laughter because I can't draw a stick, man. I cannot, you know, <laughs> but because I got myself involved in the world and I got known really, really well and quickly with the podcast, that's what I became known for and famous for. And then people started asking me about podcasting, you know, so it's sort of like, oh, sure, you do a podcast. Can you tell me more about podcasts? So I started doing some workshops with people saying, oh, this is what a podcast is. This is what it's good for. And then it dawned on me that actually this might be a business opportunity and that actually businesses could really do well for it. If you because if you want to become famous for something very quickly, and when I say famous, I don't mean Brad Pitt famous, I mean famous in the world you're in, then podcasting is a great way to do it. So that's how that's how it all started. Just a little podcast about Stoke on Trent and the culture in the city. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining us at the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, quite seriously 
what would be your takeaway for people who are listening to this podcast? It sounds like you're very, very niched when you started, when you started. Um, so is it niching that's going to really help a business um, really stand out and get all these invites into certain areas? 100% it's being niche. So I'm sure we've all listened to podcasts. There's lots of podcasts out there. I, I have a little, I, I have a talk and a little, what's the word I'm looking for? A little bugbear about um, dudes talking rubbish. And I've sanitized it for the podcast because the title of it is something different. Dudes talking rubbish. Yeah. That's the podcast that's, that is over. There's too, there's too many of them. The market mm-hmm. is saturated and it's where people just go, oh yeah, so uh, here's my thing and this is what I'm going to talk about and here's my thing and yeah, 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 I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just becomes boring. I'm just going to say it. it's boring and too general. Mm-hmm. And you start to see the same guests on the same podcasts at the same time. that The inspirational story podcasts. Now, I love an inspirational story as much as the next person. But I've seen, I've heard the same story a thousand times, I think, at least. And you know what? It doesn't affect. I'm not going to solve my problems by walking up Mount Everest for many reasons. Number one, I'm not going to walk up Mount Everest for love nor money. Number two, I don't have the money to walk up Mount Everest and take all that time off my day job. So I don't really want to hear from someone who solved their problems because they went, you know, and had to walk up Mount Everest and now they're all happy again. Right. That's not relevant. And there's lots of those stories out there. If you can niche it down and talk about one thing really, really well, then that's how you're going to get hurt. It's about that, is it inch wide, mile deep? I can't remember who said that, but someone very clever said that. So know your subject, talk about your one subject very, very well. And you'll get, and it's been famous for that. Yeah. So for people starting out in podcasting, because like, we said just before we came on this, Melanie and I have only been doing this, I want to say, two years now. Um, That's really experienced, by the way. Oh, two years okay. is a lot of people to be podcasting. Yay, we're experienced. It is a good achievement. <laughs> it doesn't mean we're any good, mate. It just means we've been doing it a while. Oh, well. Okay. It is an achievement, but, though. <laughs> it is, right? Um, you know, we were nominated last year for podcast of the year. But, you know, just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but when people just start out, can they just use their phone and, you know, yeah, absolutely. What, do they need fancy um, equipment? What software, what hardware, what, you know, people need it to. It is mind blowing, right? You go on, if you type onto Google and go, I want to start a podcast, you'll have so much out there. I started mine using my phone. So I have an Apple iPhone. I used a voice memo app that that's already on the phone. There's another one you can use. There's lots of them on there that you can use, but I just use my voice memo app. And this was part of my problem because I spent so long over planning it. And then I just went, oh, I haven't got a microphone. I haven't got this. I can't do it. When I worked at the BBC, which wasn't that long ago, we were being sent out to do interviews for the radio using our mobile phones. So if it's good enough for the BBC, it's good enough for your <laughs> podcast, okay? even if you're just on your surprises me no honestly you're just doing this just doing that um just you know microphone is your your phone is your microphone the other the biggest tip i can give though if you're on your own recording a podcast you know right on the apprentice they walk around with the phones on speakerphone and they're talking into it they're holding the phone up to their mouth they haven't got it up the ear in the traditional phone style they're holding it up to their mouth 
My biggest tip is don't record like that because it sounds really breathy. If you're just on your own recording a, like a monologue podcast or just hold your phone up to your ear as though you're talking on the phone to somebody, because that's how your microphone on your phone is designed to work. It will cut out mm. background noise. It'll do all the sorts, all the fancy stuff. That's the premium way of um, getting it recorded like that. But that's all you need, a phone. Mm. And then if you want to do the editing yourself, if it's just a simple edit, top and tail, you want to keep all your mistakes, all your, your ums and ers in there and don't over edit is my biggest tip as well. If you've got a Mac, you can use GarageBand. It's there already. If you haven't, download Audacity. It's free and it's really simple to use. Loads of tutorials on YouTube that you can, can find. And then you can upload it via Anchor, which is a free uh, podcast host. And they do all the hard work for you of getting all the technical stuff and making sure it goes to Apple Podcasts, it goes to Spotify, it goes to Google Podcasts and goes wherever else. It really is really, really simple. I promise. So you don't need the thousands and thousands of pounds, dollars, euros, insert your currency here to start and get... No, going. but don't tell my husband that because I've told him I need all these microphones. <laughs> I taught mine the same. <laughs> nine microphones and counting we're at <gasps> nine oh my god um, and i've got another few on the wish list as well so, so what about planning okay because you know that okay is not admittedly our strongest point but it is something that we <laughs> <Shush>. do <laughs> but, but it is something that we do know makes a significant difference to the success of a podcast um you know how far in advance um would you plan your um, podcasting schedule um is it vital to have guests on or is it okay to do it you know either on your own or with a partner in your business I mean is there a magic formula that makes this work what I love most about podcasts is the answer to every question is well it depends <laughs> there we go um so it really depends on what you want to do my biggest tip again if you're just starting just commit to a series and that makes your planning a lot easier. So just commit to a series of podcasts that you're going to do. So say six to 10 episodes for whatever feels right for you. And then you can plan them out, plan them out so that they make sense. They flow almost like a book. So that you, you know, episode one is chapter one and it moves along nicely. You have one theme for that series so that you can talk about all of you know, what you're your thing in that, that, that one theme. So for me, if I was doing a podcast about podcasting, which I used to do, the series one would be how to start a podcast, you know, as basic as that. And then you'd go through all the different things you need to do. Series two could be how to grow your podcast. Series three, and this is just off the top of my head, could be how to maintain your podcast in, in, you know, in, in different times. So have a theme have a set amount of episodes that you're going to do and record and plan what each of those is going to say so that they're bingeable. You want people listening to your content for as much as possible, don't you? Think of it as Netflix. And um, when you're going, you know, you see Netflix and you're like, right, excellent. I know I've got six episodes and I'm going to sit down and list, watch them all on, uh, on Netflix. If you, again, podcast, I've got six episodes. When am I going to listen to them? Then, 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 and then. It's about keeping people listening because the more they're listening to you, the more their voice is in your or your voice is in their ears, mm. and you're building up that relationship. 
if you want to have somebody on your podcast, have somebody on your podcast, but the planning becomes a little bit more tricky. Who says what? How do they say it? When you're doing it? Guests. I love having guests. I love being a guest. But guests can be a pain in the backside, right? And I'm not going to tell everyone that you're nodding your head viciously here, the pair of you. (laughs) But the problem with guests is you go, brilliant, that's all booked in the diary. We're going to put that episode out two days after the recording. The guest cancels the day before you're meant to record. You have a big gap in your schedule. If you're going to go for guests, make sure they're either so far in advance if you're doing like a continuing one, you've booked them in, you know, well in advance so that if they do cancel, you can rearrange and not have a midnight panic or make sure you're recording everything before you put it out so that you've got it all there. And if you want to, I quite like doing a series and just putting it all out in one go in the same way that Netflix will drop a, drop a series because it's there and you can just refer to it all the time. And once it's there, it's done and you can just chill out and it's good to have and it's quite fun to do it that way. Let people binge when they want it rather than keeping coming back. But you can still count, class it as like a weekly thing if you wanted to by putting your stuff out each week and going, don't forget in this episode, I talk about this and have your content across with it that way. So yeah, it depends. when you went on holiday, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask, um, when you've got your podcast, um, I found out, well, we found out quite late how significant show notes were in helping you get found in search. Um, We've got them now, but who would you use to get them transcribed? Is there a tool or would you use a VA or um, how important are show notes in helping you your discovery? So show notes and transcriptions are different. So transcription is the episode word for word but I always get so I have someone I have a transcriber that I that I use mm. and I know dead posh right um she says right in it um <laughs> so I, I get someone who does the transcribing and they're so good because they will write it in an easy to read way so all the errs that I do get rid of and, and all of that I have that because I use captivate for for my podcast hosting and they have a little bit where you can add the transcription so it's like a separate bit to the show notes and that helps with um, with the SEO, with the searching, with the Google scraping, all of the bits and defining it. It also massively, massively, massively helps people who have uh, hearing difficulties. And that's so, so important because accessibility is a really big thing for me and making your podcast as accessible as possible. Another thing I didn't realize is I have a friend who um, teaches English as a foreign language or second language. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Whatever. Anyway, teaches English abroad. And they use English language podcasts to help their students learn English, especially colloquial English as well. So if they have the transcription as well as the written, it can really, really help. So it's not, you know, there's loads of different ways that transcribing helps. Transcribing also then helps me write my show notes because I can take out the bits that I thought were interesting. With show notes, you just have to really think about what people are searching for or what you want people to search for when it comes to your podcast and really make sure they are are bang on. If you host your podcast on Google Podcasts, which I recommend you do, I recommend you host it wherever you can. If you go to the Google Podcast Manager, it will show you all all the terms that people have typed in and found your podcast with. 
So the analytics on Google are great because you can go, oh, okay, so th- that question is and is bringing up that. So that can help you refine your, your show notes as well. And the other reason I like transcribing is it then is the basis for some uh, social media posts and blog posts as well. Get the most bang for your buck. Yeah. That was a um, damn fine question, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And like um, share your stuff out everywhere, right? I mean... Oh my god! Right, there's, a jo- there's lots of jokes out there, right? So, um, I, I I'm someone who does a lot of running, and it, the joke is always, "How do you know someone's uh, running a marathon?" Don't worry, they'll tell you first. All right, <laughs> it's true, isn't it? And and I'll say this and upset some people as well. How do you know someone's a vegan? Don't worry, they'll tell you first. Right. So insert. How do you know someone does CrossFit? Don't worry, they'll tell you first. I'm I'm offending everybody here in equal measure. <laughs> But I say, but that's how you should be with a podcast. If you've got a podcast, the joke should be, how do you know someone's got a podcast? Don't worry, they'll tell you first. I have a t-shirt that says, I have a podcast on it. And I have one that says, ask me about my podcast. That's how that's how you need to be. And there's ways and means you can do it as well. So if you're using podcasting for your business, which I really recommend you do, you know, those people that ask questions all the time and you know they're not going to pay you any money. They just want your expertise for free. Mm. Oh, can we have a coffee and a catch up? No, we can't. How about you listen to this episode of my podcast where I talk about exactly what you want to talk about? It's a really <laughs> good way of getting rid of the tire kickers. Or actually, those tire kickers then become, ah, oh, they know what they're talking about. I will come and then start investing in you. It's, um, yeah, it's one of my favorite things, especially, you know, you get loads of messages, don't know, I get loads of messages on LinkedIn. Charlotte, I was just wondering if you could help me with this. Here's my podcast episode where I explained it all. Justin. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we talked about getting started for free, but when should you start investing in your nine microphones and your paid <laughs> audio platforms and things like that? When you know it works for you. It might not work for you. Podcasting isn't necessarily going to work for everybody. If it's something that you can see working for you, you've done it, you've enjoyed it. There you go. There's your first thing. You might hate it. I hate video. I absolutely hate video. So I've got no further than a selfie stick thing, you know, tripod. That's the word. And I'm not going to do any more. You're not going to see me on TikTok. You're not going to see me on Instagram reels. You're not going to see me do a LinkedIn live, even though I have the, uh, you know, I've had the ability to do it for quite some time. I'm like, nah, don't need to do that. Don't want to do that. It's not my thing. So I'm not going to invest in, in, in camera equipment. If you've started podcasting and you love it and you're seeing some return from it as well. And when I say return, you're not going to be Joe Rogan anytime soon, I'm afraid. But what you might do is get clients. You you will get people onto your list, your your email list, into your Facebook group, whatever it is. That's when I would start saying, then you start investing. Then you start going, okay, the iPhone isn't necessarily the one I want, the microphone of choice anymore. And then you start looking, and you can get a decent USB microphone for around the £100 mark which isn't expensive really. And it's so good. You just plug it in and you talk. What more? Just brilliant. Yeah. Keep it simple. And it sounds like we can hit you up for some spare mics as well. No, they're not spare. (laughs) They're not spare. (laughs) Just just be very clear here. They are not spare. (laughs) They're they're for the surround sound effect. 
Yeah, so they capture all angles. <laughs> they capture all angles. And also, I do go to places and do, like, so part of the services I offer is I go to businesses and we have a little like recording session on the day. So I take my kit to them and right. I, I watch them like a hawk. I'm like, don't, don't look at them. No drinks in here. <laughs> do you know how much this costs? Um, yeah, so that's one of the things I do is I go into businesses and do the recording for them as like a producer of headphones and everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how can people get in touch with you then if they would like to hire you for your services? Uh, they can find me at, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Charlotte Foster. And I, I kind of put myself down as the podcast queen because I have, I come from Royal Berkshire, for goodness sake. I must get some royalness somewhere. <laughs> um, and also my we- my website is charlotte-foster.co.uk. And those two places, I said, I'm not active on my website. I'm active on LinkedIn is the sort of like the social platform yeah. if that can be a social platform i don't know yeah no that's great well thank you so much for coming on today we've really enjoyed um your stories basically of explaining the explosion of your business and the fact that it started from ultimately a problem you were having um this is solutions come out of problems we're having and we know we're not the only ones having them yeah, I never imagined I would be running a business. Never. I, I I used it to try and get a job back in radio, and now I've got a business. <laughs> now you're stuck with it. Now I'm like, oh, this is not what I meant to happen. Uh, one quick tip. I know you want to finish up. One quick tip. Before you start your podcast, decide what your success measure is. Decide what success looks like for you. And keep going back to it and understanding it and success is whatever you want it to be it doesn't have to be number one in the apple podcast charts it can be getting 10 people on your list getting one new client but decide for yourself what success is sorry yeah, so, no that's an excellent tip um this, you know you're quite right people don't ask enough calls to action in their podcasts they just speak and hope that does enough but you actually do have to add in a call to action yeah absolutely on that point, you can sign up for our podcast <laughs> newsletter <laughs> on the website. <laughs> Smooth. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? It'll, it'll be more um, planned for next time. <laughs> us planning? Never. But <laughs> thanks again, Charlotte, for joining us today. That's it for us uh, for another week. We'll be back next week with more Monday Morning Marketing Podcast. Until then, bye-bye. <laughs>